This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. This is Chris Bentliff with Jerry Quinn from Pro CFO Partners. And Jerry, we're kind of going to put a series together here, I think, of industries and different focal points that those industries have and unique financial um, aspects and maybe challenges and um, and maybe insights that, that can be delivered to those industries. And I wanted to talk to you today about manufacturing. What are some unique financial perspectives that you think are required for the manufacturing industry? Or what unique challenges do they face financially? Well, you know, when you t- when you talk about manufacturing, you're, you're talking about from pens and paper clips to automobiles and airplanes. So you're covering a lot of ground. But I think one thing that they all have in common is they have to have effective inventory control that if you know they have to be making the right product at the right time um so that if they don't if they don't have enough made or they don't have the raw materials they're going to miss sales going to miss sales opportunities and revenue um but if they have too much inventory they will have uh you know <clears throat> it could be obsolete could be could be um technologically uh, they have to reduce the cost and give discounts that's a delicate balance because yeah, you have that stuff months ahead of time, quarters ahead of time to kind of know what you're going to need and, and what supply and demand is going to look like and what the world is going to look like. And of course, 2020 has been a yeah. off the charts sort of miscalibration for all of us. But, but how do those unique challenges uh, inform our ability to reserve cash, to make investments, to uh, do the things we need to do financially so that we are prepared in whatever space we need to be prepared in. Uh, manufacturing is, is very capital intensive, whether that's equipment, whether whether you're making ten thousands of widgets per day or you're doing a couple of customized items and stuff like that. And that making that right product at the right time for that right customer is where, where the cost will be buried, those costs in the system. I know there's some common mistakes or missteps that you see in uh, in our ability to handle that. Uh, sure, I think one of the things that uh, companies, all companies, need to do better and work on all the time is is that uh, cash conversion cycle. That yeah. idea of taking that that order and from the time you take that order to the time you collect on that order. So again, it still gets back to that uh, production mix and the the better you can control that production process and that time, the, the shorter you can be, the more flexible you can be. And whether that's automation or that's improving your processes to such a point that you can deliver the product quicker and, and then bill on time and, and get that, that payment so that you can then those inventory turns. Do you see as automation, is, is there such an interesting focal point today about automation? How do you see that changing kind of the landscape for a lot of manufacturing, as you pointed out, it could be automobiles, it could be paper clips, but that can so dramatically streamline processes and also workforce requirements. How, how are you seeing automation impacting kind of the financial aspects that companies are facing? I guess it's a, a two-sided piece. Up front, there's a, an upfront cost in whether it's software, whether it's equipment, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, internet of things, there's that upfront cost, but that payoff over time as you can improve the efficiencies of your, your production process. That that cost of the product um, can come down through automation, those efficiencies, but improving those processes overall also has you delivering quicker and, and many times able to customize more. 
do we do we have to keep a unique eye on the competitive landscape with that? If we're in a space that's very similar to to others, and they are able to make those investments when we aren't, uh, I put this behind the wall. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that keeping that competitive eye on what's going on in the landscape is also getting you to that what you think the demand for the product will be as as the improvement in technology and the products, even that delivery time for those products. Uh, you know. Amazon being the gold standard, customer's expectation is now, you know, order it one day, get it the next day. You have to have the ability to, to have it in stock or, and, and deliver it. And that ability to innovate or to dedicate resources to R&D speaks to the value of, of having a, a strong sense of the context of your financial picture so that you can make sure. those investments at the right time. And, and in the outside world, even your supply chain, making sure you can get those resources, making sure you can get the 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 raw materials to do it, um, but also making sure you can get the, even the labor force to do it. That's an interesting, um, uh, an interesting kind of topic to bring up the supply chain, especially in, in this moment that we're in. Supply chains have been so dramatically disrupted. It's interesting. I was shopping at Ikea and all these things that you are used to seeing with abundance everywhere you go is it's sold out, it's sold out or office chairs are sold out everywhere or desks because everybody's kind of hunkering down to put their kid at school at home or whatever. How do we manage supply chain, even as we're part of a supply chain in manufacturing or as we depend on others? How do we manage some of the challenges or uh, unique aspects, whether we're in a pandemic situation, which is obviously very unique or not, because it's such a dominoes need to fall. And, And my reliance on somebody else to build and deliver my product on time or my ability to uh, supply somebody else to do that. It's almost fragile, that ecosystem. One thing gets thrown off. How do we manage that financially? So all of that being interconnected uh, of of those suppliers or or whatever, and and that sales forecast of your customers becomes very important. But financially, it's also having those, those contingencies in the supply chain. If you can't get it from one source that you have another source to to do that but that you also have those those pricing pieces within those so that you with each of those suppliers you can work with whatever that is to keep that that cost down to maintain that cost create the next is brought to you by pro cfo partners who believe every business deserves to work with an expert cfo to guide its success ProCFO partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, ProCFO partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com Diversifying our supply chain, does that also give us a little bit of leverage to renegotiate some vendor relationships or contracts or whatever we've got others that we could be working with? Sure. And that purchasing piece of it that you can uh, always go and, and know what the market price is for the product you're buying. Yeah. You know what your multiple vendors may be placing it at. When you look more generally uh, at, at the clients that you've served in manufacturing, do you feel like you have two or three or four keys to success? Like if everybody were to do more of these things, you'd be surprised how smooth 
the waters could be for you or how much better positioned you'd be? Sure. Again, so I, I go back to inventory control being in, incredibly important in any uh, manufacturing group and also that um, <clears throat> that cash conversion cycle that you've reduced those those production times and that billing space so that you've condensed as much as you, you can to have those inventory turns and those other metrics. The other thing that seems very important is that base reporting system. A lot of companies have those silos of information and to be able to capture all those, a lot of companies collect a lot of data, but it needs to be actionable. It needs to be um, distilled and analyzed to get to those, to get to those right decisions that you're producing the right amount and you have that right amount of inventory and who those customers are. It's interesting how often we hear the same things from different professionals from pro CFO partners saying, you can't just have dashboards of information and think that that means you have everything you need. It's the insight on the information. It's the analysis that's required, which is certainly the role of, of the capable CFO to sort of let me make sense of all this. Let me read this all to you to show you what's going on. But inventory control, as you point out, it's such a common issue. Do you see that? Are there two or three things that in inventory control, like what are some, some, what's some advice or some guidance that you have on here's how to better manage some of your inventory control, some simple things, or even some less simple things, but they're mistakes that get made too often. Sure. I think a big piece is standardization of your processes. Oh, that, that piece where you're using lean concepts or lean manufacturing concepts to have that done the same way. There's, there's also, you need that strong sales forecast. You need to know when that demand is. Certain types of manufacturing companies, very seasonal. Uh, a big part of their, their sales revenue may be in the Christmas season or the summer season, depending on what they have. So controlling those pieces and knowing what you need at a given time should allow you to, to bring your resources together and do it efficiently and get the right Again, right thing built at the right time. It's interesting how expensive not standardizing processes can be when you when you're sort of having to reinvent something every time you do it. Um, even and I think with if with growth companies especially that can come out where you don't slow down to take the necessary steps to build a process. You're just in ready mode all the time or building mode all the time. And you can find yourself without realizing that you're in that space, you know, in a space of deep inefficiency because you're kind of trying to catch up instead of staying proactive. Right. And it's, and it's a, it's continuous improvement, but it almost needs to be relentless. It's all the time. Relentless. And, and as the market changes and as, as technology changes, processes change, it needs to continue to be looked at. Yeah. And, you know, which goes back to your point about automation. I mean, it, it, these are these these things around innovation, which change so quickly, really need to be at the forefront. And, and it's, you know, again, it goes back to the role of the CFO to be able to advise on some of those things. Here are some ways we could be improving this or standardizing these processes or looking at things in a different way. Um, and especially then in that competitive lands, landscape, maybe there are some others uh in the space that are doing that. What are some other uh, expectations that you feel manufacturing companies should have from their CFO? How should the CFO be contributing to some of these solutions? You know, traditionally the, the CFO has provided those books and records and everything that's gone on with the history, but CFOs really need to be 
more forward-looking or CFOs forward-looking and also need to be a more strategic partner, part aware of the operating piece of it, what, why things are happening, not just what the numbers are at the end. And I feel like that's a, a calibration that we're seeing more and more from executive leadership, where it used to be I rely on the CFO to sort of deliver the books, or as Nelson Tepfer says, show me how much money's coming in and how much money's going out. But today it has to be uh, sit next to me and sort of describe to me what I don't see with your, you know, unique perspective on this map. Where are we as, as you see us on the map and how do we get over those mountains and through those valleys safely? Yes, 100%. But it's, it's really that forward-looking piece that, on, that using history to look forward and using a broader knowledge, a knowledge of operations, a knowledge of what's going on, as you said, in the outside market. What's going to impact the success of the company going forward, not when, not last year. Jerry, thanks so much for uh, all of this guidance and insight and your expertise uh, where, where inside of manufacturing, we can be doing more and thinking. I'm especially taking away some of these ideas about uh, relentless um, eye on change with innovation and with where we're headed with some of those things and being proactive and ready to make those moves. Very interesting advice. Thanks so much for spending time with us today. Great. Thank you very much, Chris. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.